Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Thinker Girls Pod Channel. I am Stacey June. And I am Christy Mercer. Hello. Welcome to the place where you have landed. Did you mean to get here? Mm, or did ma- you just stumble? Well, maybe you were meant to get a different show because this pod channel offers you plenty of different chitty chats from interviews to pop culture shows to our one on one catch ups. Today it is the 411, which is where we talk about what's going on around the world, about pop culture, celeb goss, uh, news, whatever really floats our boat. But it has to float our boat. Mm. If the boat is not afloat in them, we're out. Just I was be- on a, a podcast called Float Your Boat recently. Float Your Boat? Yeah, it's a good name for a podcast. What's that about? Just they talk to random people. Cool. It sounds like a sexy thing. Yeah. Float Your Boat. You know, like I just – and not in a dirty way but in like a – oh, that's kind of cute, like a little cheeky way. No offence to the two float fellows uh, but it was certainly not sexy. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was two blokes. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we are talking about today, um, well, to be honest, I feel a little gagged. Um, so I'll be talking about how I'm not allowed to talk about A Star Is Born. Just so you know, it's you gagging yourself. Like, I know you're doing it out of respect for me because I have not yet seen A Star Is Born, which I absolutely do appreciate. I want to talk about, I mean, Australia... Could we be any more obsessed with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle? Uh, the answer is no. And nah. I didn't realise Channel 7 is the Buckingham Palace. Well, basically, there's just like 24-hour rolling coverage of them putting their charm pants on and making the whole country fucking fall in love with them. My co- uh, my Koshy segment thing last week was just... Just was, about them, yeah. No, like there was three other stories we were meant to cover... Nothing. Mate, my whole thing got cancelled on Friday for Sunrise because they were just doing the rolling coverage of them down at Bondi Beach <laughs> with the people with the loud suits that I watched, you know, one way or whatever, it's, you know, which is a brilliant organisation. So good. We have a laugh because we know some people in it. So yeah, it's no like shit. just, yeah, we, we see that every week. Like yeah. we see the random things. Um, no, no, no. But what I want to talk about in particular is I am done with media comparing Meghan Markle to Princess Diana. I'm sick of it. Okay, hold that thought. Yes. Now, before we get onto Star is Born, but not get onto a Star is Born, um, if you are interested in coming to see our live show, our tickets are on sale. Thethinkergirls.com.au is where you can find all the links for Adelaide, Melbourne, Brisbane and Sydney. It is not a live podcast show, so you won't be able to hear it on the channel. So please come and say hello. Get some tickets. There's meet and greet options if you want to come and get a pick with us and have some time with us before the show. We're thrilled to be wrapping up the year with you in person. Yeah. Um, and we would love to see you there and we, of course, appreciate the support. Yes. We're getting 
getting very excited. It's going to be a different kind of a show than we've done before with different bits and pieces. Hopefully. Different, different elements and, and good bloody good guests. I was just about to say hopefully very yeah. soon. We're doing panels so it yes. won't just be us. Um, so there will be some really strong guests that we'll be able to announce probably in November. And not just people with Instagram followers but people that actually have good, stunning, authentic conversations also. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Goes, okay. Goes with that saying in this joint. Uh, yeah, Star is Born. Yeah, Lady, let's get there. Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper uh, have basically just dropped the mic. I walked out of the movie and said to my friends, if I was Gaga, I'd sign it off here. Oh, like tap out of any form of career. Well, you, what else is she, what's she going to do now? Like she's a creative. She has to keep creating. Of course, but like I don't even know if we need to see it. Like it was so superb and she did her acting debut, which is such a lovely kind of uh, story and synergy back to where she originally began, which she wanted to be an actress. As a lead role, though, she's been in stuff before, not as a massive lead, though, yeah? No, no. This is her first real acting debut. No, I've seen her in other stuff. Well, that's what she's calling it. I watched oh, really? interviews yesterday oh. of her saying, this is my acting okay, debut. Okay, Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe she said she was an extra on Sopranos and that's it. Wow. She really hasn't done anything. Potentially, maybe she's done stuff as herself. So as Gaga. She hasn't played a character. Oh. Yeah. So, well, this is I, that's what she said on okay. this late night show. Well, like, we'll, we'll take it from Lady yeah. Gaga, I think, over yeah. me. Yeah. Um, she was on Stephen Colbert, so you can check it out yourself. But, yeah, she was saying that uh, she let it go, um, that acting was just something that she felt wasn't connecting and wasn't being picked up and – and it's interesting because I think there's lots of things that we like to do or like to think about doing with our career. And I've often said this and have said it a lot. Um, it's important to walk through doors that open and mm. can ke- continue to keep evolving because you can't choose the timing. and It doesn't mean you have to close it completely, but maybe just start to walk through other things. Yeah. She goes and creates. She puts this concentration to creating her music. She does incredible things with her music and then comes to this full circle moment where uh, Bradley Cooper sees her perform at a charity event. Uh, she does a jazz set, so she's completely taken off the Gaga mask. He asks to meet her the following day. He goes to her New York apartment. He was also Italian but from the East Coast. Yeah, they got yeah. along. Um, she cooked him leftover pasta. They sang on the piano and the rest is history. He wrote the film with a couple of writers which they would come over to her house and record her talk about the music industry it was as she says an insane collaboration and Mm. Bradley Cooper directed it he starred in it and it was the first time we really all saw him sing the way he can sing well isn't it interesting that it's like they were the black and white of each other whereby there is a singer and one of the first times she's acting and there's mm. an award well, that we've seen anyway mm. and there's an actor and one of the first times we're ever seeing him sing. I so there's almost like this stepping into this other element of their creativity in a public sphere for the first time that they're both mirroring each other from, which and is I, really beautiful. And I said this to you the other day and I saw I noticed on your Instagram bio the other day that you called yourself a storyteller and mm-hmm. I really resonate mm-hmm. with that because I think when you're a real creative, you can take off all the different ways that you do it and there's different if your heart is open Mm. you're going to kind of feed through whatever is supposed to be fed through you essentially at that time yeah so whether it's and I'm not saying I can sing or do those things but at the same time 
performing and singing and dancing to some degree when I was a kid was the way I did it, you know, and still was 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 good at it, not but, to yeah. make a career out of it. So, And then other times in your life you do radio and then you do podcasting and then you do TV and you might go back to radio, go back to performing. Who knows? You know, you don't know. Well, that's so how I feel and I think I've been thinking about that a lot, especially doing more and more music and, think, and asking myself those questions and, and it was – not, I don't think it was after seeing this interview, but it was probably sitting somewhere in my peripheral where Lady Gaga was talking about uh, Bradley Cooper. And I think this was on Graham Norton. Mm. And he asked Bradley Cooper, um, so what was it like? You know, did you really have to do a lot of convincing to get Gaga to being the mega star juggernaut on, that she is? Were they on together? Yeah, they yeah. were. Coming on to this movie to, you know, play mm-hmm. the lead role. And Gaga said, I'm going to interrupt here. And she said it was actually quite the opposite. In fact, he had to convince the team that I was able to come on and and, and do the part. And and she said the, the moment that I heard Bradley sing, and she's told the same story about both being Italian-American and the pasta thing, and she sat down and she said, I got, go- I got goosebumps thinking about it when she said, Bradley, the way that he tells stories through his – singing and his voice is like out of this world and Mm. I think I was I don't know that was I really connected to that because I was like well that's at the end of the day what everybody in this kind of realm's doing really aren't they that there's not this different ways yeah Yeah. there's not this you know like oh you put on your hat gaga so she's only a singer like there's this form of expression and Connection. And- I think that's the reason I've always felt like I could talk to you or anybody about music, even though I have never known that training or I've always got an open heart to creative. Do well, you know what and I mean? It's expression and, too, isn't yeah, it? And, yeah. be, and being open enough to bear your soul a little bit and show a little part well, of yourself. That's essentially the one of the biggest takeouts for me from the movie was that to know what your voice is and and the character and they have this kind of big conversation. It's a very different storyline to what you think. You know, you think that it's gonna be that he kind of rescue rescues her he's like this major big deal she becomes a big deal but she had really as she said in this interview I watched yesterday quit like you know she's in her 30s she's done you know she's kind of gone I I perform once a week now blah 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 and he you know evokes this kind of songwriter out of songwriter out of her of like what is your voice you know mm. you're singing other people's songs and it's just, it's incredible. You are going to die. I know. I look at my arms, like the hair you, standing up on end, which is why. But I think we all connect yeah. to it. So and that's the interesting thing that I realized. I went with friends out of the industry, right? And everybody connected to it because it might not even be, and we can probably be a bit self-involved in this room because these this is our life. This is the year we've gone through. But it may not be through creative arts. Mm. Like what is your voice through your business? What is your voice through um, your family that are trying to make you see and do live a life the way that they want you to live a life? Like what is the take of who you are and what you want to do with your life is well, this big thing which I think has been the real connector with so well, many different people's people. hearts man like and my housemate like the other morning it was 6 30 in the morning and she was getting the bus to work all of a sudden I wake up to this blasting music our speaker is connected to her phone and she is smashing the playlist 
So I haven't even seen the movie and I know the songs. I stopped listening to the playlist before I saw the movie. Oh, my God, because she is just so obsessed. And she said her trainer, her PT, that she does these fitness classes, this, this bulky dude is also obsessed with the, the soundtrack because she just like, you know, you just... I just remember being a kid and watching Titanic. Like there were certain movies where you would just feel this connection and almost obsession with that stayed with you. Mm. Like you'd be thinking about it and thinking about the characters as if they were your friends or real people. Days and days, sometimes weeks after the move, after you'd seen the movie. I, that's what my mate. That's what lots of she goes. I genuinely cannot stop thinking about it i wonder if it's because of the way it ended so without giving it away and we oh, will worry, do i already read it in the paper and was we like, will do part b probably next week so you need to see it by I the will, time yeah, we yeah, record yeah, yeah. so we'll do part b where we can kind of talk about everything so also if you're listening part b will be spoilers this is just like a bit more of a janez chat which, which i don't PS, really like doing this movie was like this is the third time it's been redone. That's right. So Judy Garland, I but, think, was in the first. Yes, that's right. And then Bet and now yes. Garg. Yeah. So essentially, I'm not going to say what you know about the ending and the way it ends, yeah. but I'm going to talk about the way that it was shot. So, you know, there's a essentially a song right at the end and then it cuts to her face and then it's credits. And just before she sings something so insane and incredibly um, – full-on happens for so many different reasons and I think that the way that they depicted this particular storyline or this part of the story in this modernised version I doubt happened in the past too. It was more intense. Very intense. And so I don't know for sure but I I assume that that wasn't showed in the 50s. And did you know that was – did you know the storyline? Did you know that's the way it was going to end? So it was a real shock? I tried really hard to not look at anything. So I knew that Bed had been in something and I went into a Google hole yesterday after I'd seen it but I tried really hard to stay very, very separate to it so I could have that experience for myself. Um, So – yeah, and then the the credits come on, and I just put my head in my hands and just <laughs> I had to keep crying. But the credits came, and then the lights are up. So I'm like, I've got another five minutes that I need here, and that is why I think it's also stayed with people. The way it ended was kind of like there's still rubbed, a question. Well, not a question, but just emotion. You know when you're in a movie and you let it out and then some dog dies in the movie and Marley and me and you're sobbing like a moron and you've got like maybe still another 30 minutes before it ends. So you kind of take this, you calm down, you come off this like crying and you come out feeling a little bit like cleansed. Like that was so full on. I feel exhausted and drained, but I'm, I've finished the circle. So it didn't... You don't finish the circle. So it didn't allow you any kind of peace or good take out oh, you're not, from it. you're not getting peace so just if you're going in don't expect any peace um and the second you don't have the time to cry about what's just happened there's oh, not so enough still time feel, which is why people are still thinking about it because they need to like emotionally process what's just happened because the movie is not allowed time to do that and okay. unlike and many people aren't going home and crying and letting it out so a lot of people oh, would be still walked around. On it. I okay. came home and dropped it, like dropped to the floor and hugged my my man for maybe five minutes and sobbed. Okay, so you cried. You cried in the movie. You cried when the credits rolled. You stopped crying in the car home. Well, because it was walked, embarrassing. Okay, so then you walk inside and then you felt like. 
Was I it a thought process cry. where you're like, I can't wait to get home, shut the door so I can cry? Um, a little bit. Yeah. I, I kept crying when the lights were on because I was like, I, I know myself and I know that I needed to get more emotion out. Also, the way the last, let's just say, half an hour is very, very, very poignant to the last couple of years of my life and I hadn't really just witnessed much. So it was it, it was hard to watch and I think anyone that – has gone through something it's a difficult it's a difficult part of the movie mm. as a general consensus were you looking around and seeing people shiny faces in the cinema god like, no was i was everyone looking else? at anyone and the interesting thing was and before i wrap this up we will do a part b but um like a lot of people that didn't see it instantly but maybe saw it in the first week i was watching it with this kind of at the back of my mind please let it be as good as everybody says because now there's this bloody awful thing where you go in and you kind of try and knock it down because you're trying to see if it compares to how much people I was have like gone Book on of about Mormon it. when I saw it eight years after it first yeah. came out. So, yeah. you know, it's never – there's a standard where people are like, it's the best, but there's an element of – It doesn't it, help you. Yes, yeah, so even experience. people going, it's so shocking or yeah. it's so powerful. So there's an element of you comparing the powerfulness or the shockingness or the funniness to – Whatever. Everyone else's. Yeah. And yeah. so you're and you're kind of critiquing it already. You're critiquing it already. Someone else has given a review. So there's like this benchmark that mm. it's supposed to stand by rather than taking in the experience for yourself. So I was doing that a bit. I tried so hard not to. And there was a moment in this in the early scenes that I thought, Oh, that's a little cliche. Like they lock eyes and I was like, Oh God, is it gonna be which I'm all for cheesy. But I'm I for it, yeah. I was really hoping it was not. And you're pleasantly surprised. Within thirty seconds Great. I went from cheese bag to I think I was in it like it was a fucking documentary. Toy effect. Like I was watching it and I don't know if you guys that have seen it, I was watching it, you were so invested in it like it was a full blown doco. Is it one of those movies that you can't sit through again? Oh, I'll go see it again. Because... I, want to, I have to go see it again. Oh, really? I have to go see it. I want to take Ben. I have to go again. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I am sick and tired of seeing Meghan Markle constantly compared to Diana. And whilst I understand, I haven't, I don't. Mate, the, if, I feel like every single time I see them, like uh, online or in an article or in the paper or on telly, there's these constant comparison lines drawn to how she is this, you know, error's Princess Diana. I feel like In- mostly I've what I've perceived from it is that he is 
Nah. Not, I, not from the media but from my own, um, I don't know, my own inklings is that is that he comes across like he is another version of her. Well, not just that she is, but just all like the most ridiculous comparison lines drawn. You know, the other day I saw one and it was like Megan's stunning nod to Princess Diana because she was wearing the same butterfly earrings that, you know, D- Princess Diana wore. Oh, they'll, and they'll look for anything. No, no, like, yeah, I, and I understand. Like, because... Guess who's clicking on it? Fucking me. I'm mm. falling for any because I'm also like, oh, show me the butterfly earrings. Or, or what is the stunning yeah, nod that she's done? Why are you clicking done? on royal I'm, family stuff? The, there's like the rest of the buddy country and world. I'm just, I don't know. I'm intrigued. I just, there's an element of I'm, of being co- constantly pleasantly surprised. And I even spoke to my grandma last night, who's like a not anti royals, but she's like a bit. This is BS, and she Which goes. Which is interesting for her age because yeah, not yeah, to yeah. be ageist. A lot of oh, people, she's eighty seven. Yeah, but and she's, a lot of that generation are very pro royal. But she is a realist too. She's like, oh, it's a bit of a bit of a crock. I think you know these royalists and you know blah blah. But she goes, oh, and how's Harry and Meghan? Haven't they just stolen the nation's heart? They just seem like down to earth, lovely oh, so people. She's frothing she's changed. Them. She's she's been won over, the entire royal family. She's been won over by these two cats from being here, and I think there is an element of that, as you say, this down to earth, real, mm. charming. You know, but you know, a person. You know, like Diana. You know, she was a woman of the people. You know what I mean? They're on Bondi Beach with no shoes. Let on, me tell. Let me ask you this tactile, though. I and, don't think, and I said this on Sunrise, and nobody commented, so it probably was the wrong thing to say. But I did not think anybody gave this many Fs about Catherine and William. No, because people froth Prince Harry more than they frothed, what's his name? William. Prince William. Because, because I think he's more like his mum. Because, no, because he is more Australian. I think there are traits in him, this kind of like uh, – Realness, you make mistakes, you know, this element of not being a bad boy, but he's shown that he mm. can kind of make mistakes and be a bit irreverent and be a bit cheeky because uh, he's the second child and there probably hasn't been, you know, and he also is a different person. Well, he's not going to be the king. Yeah, and I think there is less pressure as him growing up as not being the future king of mm. England that I think has probably allowed him to be a little bit more real like why do Aussies connect to characters like him like pink like mm. you know these people that we kind of claim we like people that kind of have battle scars have fucked up a little bit have you know have this element of cheekiness and irreverence and you know sense of humor but around them and I think he he comes across as not taking himself too seriously which is somebody in his position I think us as Aussies have a massive respect for. But I think it's so interesting because we respect that in international celebrities and berate it in Australians. No, we don't. Look oh, at, bullshit. Look at, look at um, Carl Stefanovic. He gets white girl wasted and then everyone thinks he's a national hero. You know, no, there's an element he, of no. stars effing up, I think, that we kind of froth on. Oh, I don't know if it's necessarily effing up. I, I think my point is for Pink, for example, She's different and irreverent and intelligent. 
intelligent and is kind of a bit rebellious. Maybe it's a maybe it's a feminine thing because there are no women that are celebrated like that in this country. So maybe it's blokes. Yeah, sure, Carl Stefanovic is. But tell me a woman that is as of bigger like likability or kind of celebrity status in this country that has like those qualities of pink that Australia genuinely gets behind as a culture. Oh, well, I can't think of any. Exactly. Do you know why I can't think of any? Because I don't think there's any women in Australian media that are visibly making mistakes. Well, I think people, when they go to make them, are berated for it. And but that's I, no one's got the courage to because they probably wouldn't make it. But that's what I mean. I don't think that it's – I mean, I'm sure there are mistakes made, but they're not publicised or owned or in, or. But I think, but I think that's crazy because I think people will would have made mistakes in the past. Plenty of people. I'm trying to think of examples that have probably been spat back out, and that's the reality. So it pisses me off because it's like I get your point, but then at the same time, a difference in in our actual well, maybe it is just women I think in this it is. country is insanely discouraged because i think i can think about other male aussie celebs like even that nrl dude bo whatever his name is bo ryan remember there was that big cheating thing and you know like he's still it's like people have fucking forgotten about that so it's completely you know what i mean and now now just he's completely embraced like eddie Maguire. you know he's how many fucking racial comments has he made and then it's you know he comes out and apologizes i think australians also but then mia friedman does it and people hate i think people in australia respect men i was gonna say people but i do think maybe it is now men owning their mistakes I think there's an element where Aussies like honesty. I think Aussies like larrikins and fucked up men and Aussies berate fucked up women, Mm. flawed imperfection in women. Mm. And I think it's, you know, as soon as you said pink, I was like, there is no one that is celebrated like her that's actually Australian. No No one. Yeah, yeah, there is no one because there is – they're not supported enough to be famous where people would know who they are. Because I was like... Oh, they are. And then they still say... Like like Gretel, for example. She's not hated by any means. But back in the day, she she was always in conversation... Divisive, yeah, controversial, and it's yeah, like yeah. you have to be then divisive. You're not celebrated. Mm. You're talked about, mm. or you're you've got you're in the media, but you're certainly not. You are not celebrated. No. But going back to this point around the the comparison lines consistently drawn between, and I think it happened a lot with um, Kate too. The Duchess of Cambridge. Did it? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Like, because there were constant, like, even when you think about, you know, their fashion or the, the tiaras that, that they would wear or the wedding day or, you know, what would be a nod or pay tribute to or pay respect or homage to Princess Diana, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I've seen more they so. They tried to do it a little bit more blatantly, I think, too. What do you mean? Well, Who I did, think, Kate? Yeah, I think they would say this is after my mother's this or this is, you know, she. I think she would literally wear outfits that were the same to particular events now yeah, that I think about it. as a nod to and look media and you know people ime are frothing on that stuff if i can see you know I, I, that's right i think it was kate when she announced the birth of her mm. third or her second or third yeah and she came out of the hospital waving and she was wearing a very very similar blue and white striped mm. dress to what Diana did when she announced the birth of Harry. Do you know what Harry, I wonder you know? about them? You know, they were like, I'm watching Megan and just, you know, thinking as I do. And I wonder if she's got a mobile phone in her bag. 
Yeah. Well, do you reckon she's got a, like a email and normal kind of phone numbers and stuff that she can contact her friends in the States? Like WhatsApp and shit? Yeah, she'd have to. She couldn't be cut off from life. So how do they get like telephone bills? Like people, you know, how do they then, how is it security-wise? Like did the Buckingham Palace have their own Telstra? Oh, like on the phone line so no one can tap and hear the conversations. Well, they would have to, I suppose. So would she, maybe she's got another name or would that be going against the law because it's, what's the word for that? It's like... Fraudulent. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I've never really thought about it. She would have to have a phone though. This is, like I yeah, wonder, all that does she have a, like, shit, yeah. you know, she's got a pad in there because she might be, you know, some things are going on. Like I don't, you know, I don't want to, I'm just wondering what's going on in the re- the real stuff. Like, is she texting, like, her mum and saying Australia's Bondo's really nice? Yeah, I reckon she would be. <laughs> She's a real person. She hasn't grown up in this space either. Like, this but then would be I wonder quite a also, recent thing. Yeah. Harry would have to too. Like, how did they contact each other when they first met? Yeah, well, met? they went on a blind date. So they like, would have had to have mobile phones. Yeah, and they would have had to have had friends that would know that they would be able to go on a blind date with somebody that they didn't know. So I just think they would have to email be sele- maybe they'd have to be selective with who they let in their inner circle, obviously. But they mm. still would have an inner circle. Because mm. when you watch The Crown, you see that there is inner circles, yeah. and that they actually are quite. You know, the Queen's sister. What's her name? Elizabeth? No, Catherine. What's yes, her name? Ca- yeah, is no, it Catherine? it's not uh, Anne. No. Oh, fuck it. The, the rebel one. The yeah, rebel. she goes to you know with. English parties and stuff. Yeah. Like it's very um. It's particular types of parties, mm. and even the ones she went to were probably a bit more rebellious. Margaret. Oh, Margaret, yeah. Margaret. But they, but English are funny like that. They, uh, they all have this kind of elitist system. So even you might be royal, but then you might be in government. You might be an artist. So or, everybody you know. has something to lose. I think that's the thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're not just like plebs off the street that are like. Oh, not that there's like one's good or one's bad, but they're probably just like, you know, I don't think they'd just be a random like, oh, I own a cafe like down the street. There's just hanging out at well, this party so yeah. that we're going to film on my iPhone and sell it to mm. the bloody, you know, star Yeah, it's like a, like a trusted circle yeah, that, so where Yeah, but then things always get out. Look at Prince Harry and those n- nude pics in his hotel room. Someone mm. was or shouldn't have been there. Mm. But, yeah, it is interesting. I do. I just constantly wonder what apps she has has she got time to listen to spotify like what's the deal p.s we're back on spotify you can listen to oh, this pod yes, channel oh yes we spotify. are don't well, even weren't there get for a little me. bit but don't now even. no don't get the convo started because you'll no. just get very angry but anyway i just think it just shows how obsessed we still are and we'll always be with princess diana oh like i mean any I'm comparison not obsessed, no. but any comparison line that we can draw back to bring back some kind of old photo of her to bring back some kind of theory to bring back some kind of whatever of her i wonder if she's more loved since she died Oh, absolutely. She was very loved when she was alive, though, too. Because I think she was, as you say, that's why there's, you said the Harry thing being similar. She was, you know, that person of the people. She shook people's hands. She was tactile. And I think that was probably the first time we've ever seen that real, she was actually a real person. She didn't come from, you know, Mm. this kind of royal blood. Yeah, it's interesting. Where there's this element of, realness and relatability from the royal family but maybe that's what as much as i think the media outlets have completely you know it's just now almost extortion (laughs) like it's insane how much they've gotten out of this visit maybe at the end of the day the reason people compare them is because they actually are similar it's not actually it's not that insane to think that you end up meeting someone that's similar to your parents Mm. so maybe at the end of the day they are quite similar 
she's an you know she was an activist she's a humanitarian she didn't come from the royal family she is a bit of a rebel she stands up for herself there's certainly not um you know, you can definitely tell there's not a hierarchy in their relationship. It's fairly equal from the Isn't outside. Isn't that so interesting that you can tell that so easily when you look at Kate Middleton and you don't get that sense as much? I do feel it's hard to compare because, like we said, he goes up for the king. So mm. I think that they would have had very different conversations. He goes I mean, up for the king. Yeah. <laughs> He gets he gets the nod. He's like, yeah, babes, you on. So do, flung. PS, do you reckon Prince Charles My, is going to be king, or do you reckon he will? He'll pass, pass it up. He'll pass it. I don't reckon he will. No. I reckon he that bad boy's been waiting for so long. I don't know. When he goes. I don't reckon. Oh, Christ. I wonder it's if. It's my time finally to shine. I wonder. Oh, shine what? That bloke is as interesting as a fucking dish rag. But apparently he's not. Apparently, I read an article recently that said he, that Prince Charles in real life is actually incredibly charming. Well, okay. I'm sure there's, there's a few of those for all of them. But listen, think about this for an example before we head off. So Margaret and Queen Elizabeth, sister, two sisters, one yeah. the queen, one the sister. There you go. That sense like of duty William, and responsibility versus an ability to be a rebel and have a bit of a life. And and you realise that from the crown, probably me, you and a lot of other people for the first time, we're thinking, oh, these royals, they sit on a chair and wave in a funny way. Like, what are you doing? As in, you know, like that you've got it made kind of vibe. In But you saw the crown and you were like, this weight and sense of responsibility and duty to your country, what a burden. And not to mention in a time where people aren't really sure you should be there or you're relevant. Mm. So it's like I, I, I'm trying to take on some responsibility to look after a country because I'm head of state, yet I don't know if many people still believe I should be. Mm. It's, that's, that's complex. Mm. Mm. Um, but, I mean, cry me a fucking river. Yeah, like, also. You know. So. If you like this episode, you can rate it, you can review it um, on your fave podcast app or you can just press subscribe so any episode we do right across any week will rock up in your phone. Yes, we are officially back on Spotify. Um, so very, very happy for those of you that were very confused by that process because there we are. Now we're bloody everywhere like ants in summer. Mm. Just squeezing in through all the cracks. Where do the ants go in winter is my question. <sighs> In the grass. Bye, guys. If you like that podcast, there's heaps more where it came from. Go to thethinkergirls.com.au and go through all of our oldie apps. There you This podcast is presented by Stacey June and Christy Mercer. It's also produced by me, Stacey June, and produced and edited by Jordan Lott. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm.